welcome to what is the final episode of the Silver Tryhards for 2018. And oh, no. if you tuned in two weeks ago, it was our final official episode. It was, uh, you know, standard news, gamer beat, uh, games we played. But this is a very exciting episode. It is our games of 2018 or, or games of the year, if you will, episode. And I just want to warn you up top. This is a spoiler filled episode. But before we get into any of that, totally forgot to introduce myself and my co-host. Let's go ahead and get that out of the way. I am your host, as always, Sean Love. And with me again, as always, is other guy, Ryan Traumatory. <laughs> the other guy. That's, that's how he's known as. You're always like, who's that guy over there? Oh, it's just the other guy. That's just Ryan. So, for our games of the year, we set up some parameters. We decided, excuse me, first of all, no remasters. Like, no, oh, look, this is the first time Diablo 3 or Dark Souls has shown up on the Switch. Well, that's great for the Switch, but... You know, Diablo 3 has been out since, what, 2012? So those didn't count. Um, we also, there were a few other parameters. What, what were they, Ryan? We decided no, uh, no remasters, no. No remasters. Full remakes are okay. So uh, as an example, something like the Shadow of the Colossus remake. Or like Spyro, like, right? Right, or the Spyro collection because that's like a ground-up thing. It's not just like a we upscaled the textures and put it on another system uh <laughs> um i think we said i mean i think that was pretty much it just just no like shit that already existed basically that just hit a new system so i mean uh for example hollow knight came out this year on switch and xbox but it was already on pc last year so that wouldn't count as like something you could exactly. do but we are going to have an honorable mention section for 2018 for and there aren't really any rules there so uh at, at least as far as sorry as far as uh cutting out the um re-releases as long as it's something that we hadn't like played previously and you mean 2017 right you said honorable no, no. mentions for 2018 we have we have some for both okay and just so we can get this clear up top these are not what the zeitgeist thinks are the best games of the year. Like if you went on Metacritic and you sorted by the top score, this isn't that list. This is our personal top 10 list of 2018. And we're probably going to disagree on this yep. list. I, I can tell you up top. These are the games that I had the most fun with this year. For Sean's reasons, be wrong. and Ryan will be wrong about his list because <laughs> he's bad and he should feel bad about a lot of things. But um, one thing that we're gonna do before we get into our top ten is there are a lot of games. It's a huge first world problem, especially <laughs> this time of year, right? I mean, I know Ryan didn't have a chance to finish Red Dead. Like he was already on the fence about it. He moved on to things that he thought were in his mind, better games. So that being said, and if we're here next year, which we hope we are, what we're <laughs> doing is we're going to look at games 
what he had mentioned honorable mentions from 2017 first, like just a handful that we got to play this year that we feel were important enough to mention. And again, it's just a couple games. So, right. so are, go ahead. Yeah. So away. something, something that we played this year that came out last year. So something that we missed because I mean, there's going to be games that I'm going to miss this year. Like I know I didn't play, uh, I am Setsuna. I believe that was that was one of the games that came out this year. Or or no no no. It was that that RPG on the Switch. You played it. What was oh, it? Oh, uh, Octopath Traveler. Octopath Traveler. Maybe there's people. I think uh, the Setsuna people made that one. Um, yeah, the RPG but, Factory or <laughs> Tokyo yeah. RPG Factory. But that came out this year. I didn't get a chance to play it. Maybe it's a super great game. I don't know. Uh, so shit like that. So if if we played it last, uh, if we played it this year, but it came out last year, um, we just got around to it. We, we might mention it if it's something that we think is great. And go home, everybody. I can tell you right now, both of our lists, the only game on there is Fortnite. <laughs> <laughs> just, just, Number one. Yeah, no, I'm just kidding, everybody. Uh, there's not, if you there's play no Fortnite, Battle Royales on my list. But, so, you know, if, if that's your jam, then keep jamming. I, so why don't you get it started? Um, go ahead with your first game, 2017. Right, so, yeah, we're mention. starting with our 2017 honorable mentions. Number one. Um, I'm doing these in the order of which are, are, are you numbering all of them? Cause I numbered all of them. Yeah. Like, like in terms of my enjoyment level, I think we see it like one to 10, right? For the, the, we're talking about 2017. Yeah. For both lists or all I did lists. it for all my lists. Yeah. yeah. One to 10. <laughs> uh, all right. So steam world dig two, this one I knew I had to put on here cause it came out in September last year, but I didn't play it till, till this year. I got it on switch when I was looking for something to play on a business trip. Um, and it was fucking great. It's like a weird Metroidvania mixed with like one of those, I'm sure you, you played them. Somebody, you know, some of you have played it before those kinds of games where you have to like collect materials while you're digging. And then you like run out of air or whatever, and you have to go to the top and turn them in to buy more stuff, and then you go back down and you dig more. So SteamWorld Dig 1 was strictly that on pretty much all levels, while this game is a lot more... Um, it takes that and then builds upon it, where all of the areas are... Uh, like, there are actual areas to go through, and there are set power-ups and upgrades you get while you go through for traversal. So, so it, like, mixes that gathering materials thing with kind of like an rpg and a metroidvania it's it's a really cool game i had a great amount of fun with it a lot more than i thought and you, you get a good amount of time out of it for the for the price that you pay um i just remember i had tons of fun i gave that an eight out of ten um, oh that's what you mean by numbering them i thought you meant like are we put, saying them in the order in which we enjoyed them oh i uh i did that with my top ten not for my honorable mentions. Okay. <laughs> uh, honorable mentions, I was just like, oh, yeah, that was a great game. Um, do you want to do my whole list or do you want to do, we'll do one? I mean, we can go back and forth. You go ahead. That's, that's, I mean, hey, that's I'm fine. assuming you I, hadn't I, played that game. So I did not play that game. That game is not <laughs> on any of my lists anyway. Yeah. I'm like, you don't have anything to say about it. <laughs> so my first 2017 honorable mention is Near Automata. So that game or automata, however you want to pronounce it. It yeah. came out last year. Yep. And this game just in the first, what, two hours become, or maybe first hour 
becomes like five different genres of video games. <laughs> yeah, like, you go go through like the shooty flying thing, and then now it's a like a hack and slash action adventure sort of thing. Or not hack and slash, I guess, sort of like sort of like a Devil May Cry sort of fighter where you're dodging and hitting and and stuff like that. Yeah, and uh, it's made by the the same team that did DMC. I remember correctly what platinum game yeah yeah the remake dmc or the, the reboot i should say that they did they ditched now but they made dmc and they made bayonetta so they they, they kind of have experience with that type of gameplay but it's kind of cool to see them branch out and do weird shit because yoko taro was like make some weird shit and they were like all right yeah here's a <laughs> sci-fi existential robot crisis game and and like every time you think like okay here's this sort of brown sci-fi world it's like just kidding here's a carnival level where you fight on a roller coaster and the boss is throwing dead mannequins at you and it's just like what yeah (laughs) did did we mention at the beginning that all spoiler bets are off yeah i mentioned that this will be full of spoilers so if you're mad i'm spoiling a game from last year like you're gonna be really mad when we get in the top 10 because i mean we're gonna be spoiling like story beats gameplay yeah. mechanics like i'm systems. sure sean has red dead on his list since fucking arthur morgan's behind his head if you're watching on youtube uh well who knows <laughs> some of these games might not be on my list like i just kind of you know found images if you're listening to the audio version i have sort of a montage of um basically games of the year behind me and yeah i do have arthur morgan behind me but i mean is red dead on my list who knows I mean, Ooh. I may not even have God of War. Like, I wasn't that hot on that game. Just saying. So anyway, back to your automata. Your goddamn list. Anyway, <laughs> <Tomata>. go <ahead. laughs> So, but this game is crazy. Like, and the the thing I found the most frustrating, but it taught me to use the dodge button, was <laughs> if you don't beat the first boss, you die. Like you the game starts over from scratch. Like the, the game tells you in the beginning, like there is no saving figure out how to save. And it's kind of like, whatever you'll auto save. And I died to the first boss and it started over and I'm like, huh, do I really want to go through this? So then I, I yeah. kind of looked up on the internet, like, no, you have to beat the first boss. Yeah. I'm like, okay. And then they're like, spam the dodge button. That's the only way to play this game. And so I started utilizing that mechanic and I, the game became more enjoyable for me. So, but it, there's like, I can't even remember. There's an absurd amount of endings, like 70 something endings to this game. One of them. Now their idea of endings is there. Let's be real. There's one ending or two endings. But like one of them is, is absurd where like you have mods, like you're think almost like cyberpunk ish. You have mods. One of them is your operating system. You can pull that out. Like it even says, do not remove. You can remove that. And that's an ending. Like it'll tell you, you like stop functioning. So technically that's. You killed yourself. Yeah. (laughs) That's one of the endings. So yes, you're right. There are absurd things that they consider endings, but. And then two of the endings are just like endings of chapters. Basically is what I would consider them. Uh, cause, cause that's the thing. Uh, we're getting deeper into spoiler territory now, but like. The game ends when you beat it with Tubi, the main character, or she starts as the main character, and then 
it i mean they're not shy about being like hey start the game there might be something different and then when you hit new game suddenly you're playing through from the beginning but now you are her partner who is 9s and you got to play through the whole game as him uh and they're together through most of the games. So there's not like tons different story beat wise. Um, that there is, but not all, not not a lot of it. And then, but he has a much, he has a whole different like gameplay style. Like you're pretty much gonna die if you try and just fight everything the way you did as to be. She's all about I'm gonna beat you up with my giant plethora of weapons. While 9s has like one weapon (laughs) you can only have one weapon equipped at a time and he's slower and weaker so he has a hacking mechanic instead where it would have been like the heavy attack with 2b he hacks things and it goes into like a little top down twin stick shooter hacking mini game where you have to destroy like little cores and then when you do it you just do a massive amount of damage to whatever you're fighting um like, that was crazy. Like, at that point, I was getting it kind of like, eh, on the game. And then I got to that, and I was like, whoa, like, this is a whole different way to play, and this is super cool. And, like, you start to learn more, like, about the things that you go through. You 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 get these little glimpses into, like, the backstories of some of the bosses that you were fighting previously and, like, getting more of a, an idea of, like, why it's a crazy robot. Like, it's not just, oh, this is a boss because boss. Like, it's like, oh, this used to be, like, a robot that developed consciousness and, and like, wanted to do this thing and then just went nuts. So, uh, but then you beat that and you think the game is actually over. And then, I don't know, Sean, if you caught that. Yeah, did you get the, did you get to the very end end? And no, all no, end? I didn't. I know you did, so feel free. Okay. So, you, you beat it with the second guy uh 9s and this is actually this is my second thing i was going to mention on my honorable mentions by the way and i gave it a nine um <laughs> uh so we can both talk about this but as you're like kind of going to the end with him you notice if you're looking carefully there's like two twins standing like and it doesn't show up for very long and you're like what is it were there some people standing there because, like, it's the same cutscene that you saw last time, but now there's some other people just, like, in the background, and they're, like, wearing red, and you're like, who the, f- who the fuck were those people? <laughs> and they don't bring it up again. Like, they're just gone for a long while. And then you start the game a third time, and it doesn't just start the game over as another character. You are continuing after, like, this is what happens after the end, you know, quote-unquote, end of the game. Um... And now you're, like, trying to go in for, like, the final attack. But, like, because at the end of the game, you know, the the first end, I should say, uh, you, like, kill what is supposedly, like, the mind, the hive mind or whatever that controls all of the robots. There's, like, two, two of them, and you end up killing both of them throughout the story. And... But, like, suddenly all the robots are crazier than ever, and there's more of them than ever, and you don't know why. And, like, you're fighting, and all of a sudden a virus starts getting into all of the Yorha robots and like they start turning against you and like you're trying to stop it and then this giant tower just comes out of the ground and it's like a fucking skyscraper and you're just like what the fuck's going on and then your main character dies 2B just gets killed and like I was like oh she's gotta come back bitch doesn't come back you don't get to play as her again (laughs) but you get the choice to either play through yeah, at this point, you get the choice to either play as 
9S or uh, A2, I think it was. If you remember, Sean, did, I, I'm, you, you beat it at least once, did you? Right? Yes. So you get to play as her at this point. And you get to figure out some of her backstory. So you kind of have to play through both of their things. I thought you just had to, like, see one of their stories. So I was picking uh, A2 because I was like, I don't want to fucking play as 9S anymore. I'm tired of hacking minigames. Uh, but it kind of forces you to go back through both of their stories. And you kind of continue the game to this ending where, like, the robots actually weren't really trying. They're, they're trying to, like, shoot this tower. It's a giant rocket. And they're trying to shoot it into the moon. Because that's where they think all the humans are, but the humans aren't there because the humans are actually all dead. It's a crazy fucking story. Uh, and the only thing that's stored on the moon is like their DNA. Um, but basically, it's a fantastic game. And it, it just like continually fucking messes with your shit. Uh, like every time you think something is like going to end and then it keeps going. And. I would be it would be criminal to not mention the soundtrack because it's fantastic. Like I'll I'll, I'll go and listen to the music while I'm at work working because it's just it's a great soundtrack. Good yeah, music. It's trippy. Yeah, it's weird shit, but it's really good. Like if you, I looked into it and like uh, the, there are the songs where like it's speaking in another language, and it sounds kind of like Frenchy to me. Uh, Did I don't you know say that's... Frenchy? Frenchy. It sounds French. <laughs> it sounds French. Um, but I looked it up, and it's not a language. It's not a real language. It's it's, it's the what robot the, speaking to us from the future. It's what the composer thought language would be at that point in the future, like what he thought it would evolve to, with mixtures of different cultures coming in and dying out and picking up language. It's crazy. Like that's what he, yeah. So he just like made up his whole own language and wrote it into the music, and was like, "This is a thing now." And then it was like, "This guy's." But that's crazy. Uh, but I don't know. I feel like I've been kind of going off on it. This was your game. Sorry. Well, no. But I it, mean, you said it was yeah. your number two. Yeah, it was my number two. <laughs> so we basically both talked about it. I'm just going to go again since that was your number two. Yeah, go ahead. So, um, and I rate it highly as well. Um, I was going to say maybe an eight just because it's worth playing. Like it goes on sale all the yeah. time. So definitely it, pick it up. I would pick it up on the it, PlayStation just because it, it goes on. It's been out longer. I'm, yeah. I'm not favoring one platform over the other just because the Become as God's edition on Xbox is generally more expensive. So I would pick it up on, on PlayStation has that game on sale all the time. Yeah, you know? they're they're releasing a Yorha of the Year edition on PlayStation 4 that has all the shit built into it. So maybe get it when it's kind of comes out and it's cheaper. Uh, but I was going to say one other thing. The only reason that I gave it a 9, uh, it would probably be more like a 7, gameplay-wise, if it was just off the gameplay, just because, like, it can drag on a bit, especially if you're trying to do all the side quests like I was. Like, I, I got kind of tired of some of the fights because I'm like, all right, I get, I think I'm tired of the same fucking robots that are super, you know, not that hard to kill. Because I played on hard mode, and once you get the chip that makes you heal whenever you kill something... It's done. Game over. You never have to like heal again as long as you don't suck. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's a uh, it's a good game. I gave it an a, it gets an extra two points just because the story's so great. <laughs> well, my my next one is Star Trek Bridge Crew. Oh, so, that game's fun. So that came out, I believe, it came out last year. It came out in 2016. I could be wrong, but I believe it came out last year. 
and I bought a copy for myself and you. And mm-hmm. that game is actually a lot of fun. They've, we haven't played it again since they updated with all the extra ships and the next generation yeah. content. You but that more. it is like, so Ryan and I are big tabletop gamers as well. So we love board games. Um, and so this was almost like some, like uh, there was this one, not roll for the galaxy, but there was this one board game where it, uh, refresh my memory, Ryan, what is the one where we would roll dice and we had every, everybody had like a um, a specific command on the ship and like but it was almost like PvP where it's like, oh, I got to roll dice to fire the lasers or oh, I got to roll. You know, I got to get certain believe, things to have the shields. I believe that is space cadets. You're right. Space cadets. So <laughs> like when this when this game came out, I was like, oh, this is I mean, aside from just being the quintessential obvious Star Trek Fantasy. Well, I think the one you're talking about with the PvP is a different version of Space Cadets. I don't remember what the subtitle is on it, but the original Space Cadets, the whole team works together. There is no against somebody. It's you against the game. Yeah, I, I, I could have swore we played two versions, right? Where we played right. team versus team, but then also a team versus the AI. But anyway. Yeah, and those we, are the two versions of the game. Yeah. <laughs> but we, uh, this, like I said, aside from this being the quintessential Star Trek fantasy, like you can take on different roles. And this game is so well made that like um when you're sitting there in your because you don't have to play this freestanding you you sit down but it has motion track so like you can sit there you can point fingers at each other your hand gestures you're speaking like ryan and i were playing and and then two other people were in our pug um because we were playing with a full crew and so there were people taking this so seriously i like ryan yeah. was captain i was weapons or something and so you have people going like well yes captain i will go ahead and yeah and i'm doing jokey stuff and they're just like totally i can't I, I remember i kept setting off the alarm for no reason <laughs> and like i was like shooting things and the people are getting mad because they genuinely wanted to role play this and ryan and i are just like we're fucking around. We're like, we're, like, we're going to fly this bitch into an asteroid. <laughs> well, we don't get to play a lot of, it's hard to find like good multiplayer VR games. So when we finally found one, we could play together. It's good to like actually be able to see the person, you know, quote unquote, see the person in VR and like kind of interact with them. Like I kept pointing my fingers up and being like, pew, pew, pew. <laughs> exactly. And it, and it, it stinks when you can't find a, a group because you can seat hop and yeah, it's no fun because then it's like someone's just quarterbacking because you know, it's like quarterbacking a D and D game or something, right? Where it's like, well, I'll just go over here and move this and then do this and do this. And then the one guy's just sitting there going like, yeah. All right. What do I do? <laughs> you know, we but, have AI that'll control the seats if you're not. Yeah. But this game was, was a lot of fun. It's, I know it's also available, I believe on PlayStation four and they also, or PlayStation VR, I think they even have a non-VR version, but this game's not even worth playing um, unless it's in VR. Like You can play it that way if you suck. <laughs> pretty much, right? <laughs> so we both had a lot of fun playing it. It's something I would like to revisit. Um, and, yeah, it's one of my honorable mentions. So, yeah. again, it's also worth picking up on a sale. I will say my only criticism is $49.00 is a if it's still $49 is a steep price point for that game I think I picked it up for Ryan and I when it was on like a half price sale yeah so. it was like 20 bucks or something <laughs> yeah um yeah so my only other honorable mention for 2017 is Yakuza 
Kiwami. So this was like the full ground up remake of the original Yakuza that was originally on PlayStation 2. Uh, now remastered and remade for PlayStation 4. Um, I, I played, I tried playing the original Yakuza at one point and then heard they were remastering it and sort of stopped in the middle of it. Uh, and I don't honestly know why I kept playing it because like the fighting was like super easy. Like you could do the same combo over and over and, and just win. Uh, and they do they do a lot better in Kiwami in kind of combating that. Uh, it, it You can still kind of repeat to an extent, but the enemies are much better at blocking and you need to like think of other ways to get around their shit. Uh, but basically it's like, if you've never played a Yakuza game, it's like a beat-em-up like it's it's kind of like a like I final fight we keep mentioning this the bouncer uh <laughs> hell yeah dude that was one of uh, game of the year now you know what go home the bouncer from playstation 2 <laughs> is game of the year shows over every year no um <laughs> but like the enemies have health bars and it's a 3d space where you run around and you just beat him up but like it's not it's not like there's this whole big city that you're running around and it's not like guys are just running all over the city and they'll just run up and punch you for no reason. Like they kind of roam around like random battles. So like they'll see you and be like, Hey, and then you'll be like, Oh fuck. And then they'll like start Pokemon? running at you. Yeah. Like Pokemon. They'll be like, oh, hey. Yakuza appears. Yeah. And they'll be like, Oh no. And then they'll start running at you. And if they touch your character, then you get into a battle with them and it does like a little blah, 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 blah. And then like, it shows like the name of them. So it'll be like street thugs. And then like, you'll have to beat them up. And then like, as you hit the final hit in the last, on the last guy, it'll be like, like slow down and the screen will change color. Um, like all are all 15 Yakuza games like this. Yeah. I mean, they add stuff in there, but like, the big thing about Yakuza is, like, how much weird side shit there is. Like, if you just pressed your way through the story, it's not that long of a game, or it wouldn't be. And, like, you'd literally just be fighting people a lot. See, I, but, I've i never given these games the time of day, right? Like, hmm? but I loved, like, the SNES era, I, and even the Bouncer. I loved, like games like final fight like mm-hmm. you know like i beat up double dragon back on the nes like beat em ups i or the turtles in time right like I, the x-men game in the arcades like i loved yeah. beat em ups so are, well, are you telling me that if i love those genre of games that like yakuza is something i should check out yeah and especially if you love weird esoteric japanese shit like it's the weirdest game i swear like you'll go from like beating the shit out of people and then you'll go to a karaoke bar and your main character is like belting out a karaoke song and you're hitting buttons like it's a little rhythm game built into this beat-em-up game and then you'll go to the top left corner of the map and suddenly you're taking part in like little rc car racing yeah and you have to like buy parts for your cars and upgrade them and take place in different races so Kiwami and Kiwami 2 are remakes of 1 and 2, right? So the last new game was 6, right? Yes. So when, I remember when 6 came out, people were posting stuff on Twitter of like, look, and it was like the main character at like a claw machine. Like he was just playing arcade games. Yeah, that's a thing in number 1 also. <laughs> so like they have those like Sega UFO catchers in the arcades and you can go over and it's like... And, and this is something they added to the remake. There's a weird like... They added that race car thing to the remake, too. There's a weird, like, arcade rock, paper, scissors 
fighting game that you play against children. Like, there's a whole side story of, like, playing against all these children and making your way to the top child player. And you're, like, the only adult playing against these kids. Like, the stories are so weird. And, like, it's weirdly sexualized because it's a rock, paper, scissors game where it's bugs that are wrestling each other. And the different cards are different wrestling moves for your different characters. Like, each character has has their own card and they have different moves. And... But they're not bugs. They're sexy, scantily clad women that are dressed up like bugs. And I say it like that because sometimes you're like, that's just a really skimpy bikini. You don't look like a bug at all. Like, <laughs> But they have bug names. It's, it's very odd. It's, the whole game is odd. Uh, but that's like the best thing about it. Or like I have bored, I can go to the batting cages and I can just hit balls and if i hit enough balls i get a prize does any of this like like are there achievements to chase for this or like does any of it control like spider-man for example right like I if go i go play do- mahjong what <laughs> i can go play mahjong or some like weird japanese chess that i had never heard of but now i know what it is <laughs> but like in spider-man if you do the side content uh-huh. though that content gives you um what's it called currency for unlocking things like actual abilities. Does doing any of this side bullshit and Yakuza benefit you in any way whatsoever? Sometimes. So you can just jerk off and go and do random dumb shit, but there are like, I want to say 90 or something side quests in this game. There's a bunch of side quests and you discover them throughout the city. And a lot of those will lead you into these activities. Um, but even so like, like, sorry, go ahead. And, and completing those gives you a bunch of experience. And uh, I didn't even get to mention this, but there are four different fighting styles and you can switch them on the fly in battle. So there's like the really quick one that's not very strong, but like it's got a lot of dodging potential and you can get like really fast punch combos off. Uh, there's like the basic regular one where it's like medium speed medium damage there's the really heavy but slow one where like you can take a lot of hits without flinching but your guy's just really slow and he like kind of fights like a bear and then there's the one that's just called the dragon which is supposed to be like your ultimate style but takes a lot longer to like unlock stuff for it and each of them has like i want to say like a sphere grid thing from like final fantasy where like it's a it's a big ball of of like abilities and you start in the middle at the cheapest ones. And then as you purchase them, they connect to each other and you work your way out to buy the different abilities. Uh, and every time your experience bar fills up, you get one point and like the ones in the middle cost like three. So it doesn't take that long. Then they cost like 10. Then they cost like 50. Then they cost like a hundred. <laughs> like they, so it gets exponentially more expensive and takes a lot longer to unlock the, the more powerful stuff. Uh, but like, there's just, an enormous amount of stuff to do. So you'd be doing a disservice to yourself in the game if you just tried to push your way through the story because there's so many weird side stories. Like there's a whole there's a whole side story for these three ladies where like you can go and ba- you're basically like I guess this is a thing in Japan where you can like go and pay to just like hang out with a girl and talk to her and like have food with her and stuff. I don't remember exactly what they're called. Was it a like, show, was it? No, no. But you can like romance these three girls and once you get them to like you enough, there's like this very odd live action 
very sexual video that you get for each one. And I'm like, I'm just doing this for the side quest because I want to do them all. This is I really... swear, I, I just read the no, articles. No, like, I'm serious. Like, it made me uncomfortable, like, how sexual it was when the rest of the game is not like that, really. And I was just like, eh. Like, I watched the first one because I thought something was going to happen, but that was all it was. And I skipped the next two that I got because I was like, I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> uh, but But there's just, like, a lot of stuff, like so many quests and lots of ways to get experience and like you can get weapons so like i can like go and buy it from a machine or get it from a quest i'll have like a baseball bat and like basically it just has a certain amount of hits on an enemy before it breaks and like you can pick up shit like benches in battle and just like beat the shit out of people with them it's a really fun game <laughs> i'm not gonna I talk I gave it a nine. <laughs> I'm not going to talk that long. I only have one more on my list because uh, we're already half an hour in and we haven't even got to our top ten. Um, <laughs> my last one is Injustice 2. Um, I'm not the fighting game guy I used to be. like, And that when I say that, I mean like SNES, uh, Street Fighter 2, or Marvel vs. Capcom 2 on the Dreamcast. So Injustice 2, um, play it for the story. I think it's really cool. Um, I've loved Injustice 1, which I think Injustice 1 is actually on Game Pass now. Um, but no, Injustice 2 made me want to download. Actually, our conversation last episode, I downloaded Mortal Kombat X. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't played it yet, but I downloaded that was on Game Pass because I want to check it out now and check out that story mode. So all I'm going to say is loved it. Um, love the characters. Love the story. That's about as far as I'll go because I want to get into... What this episode's about, Art Games of 2018. <laughs> I'm going to let you kick it off again. All right. Let's get our top number, 10. Number 10 for me, Spyro Reignited Trilogy. Oh, my God. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> so I really loved Spyro when I was uh, when I was younger. It was, like, right up there with Crash Bandicoot for me. Like, I bought the Crash Bandicoot Remastered Trilogy thing when, it like, day one when it came out, mostly because my fiancé really also wanted to play it because she remembers that fondly and she's not like super into games. So that was like a big deal for her to want to play one. Um, but like I bought that and I, I like played the shit out of the first spiral. I haven't done the other two yet, but like, it's just like even more so I feel than crash. It does a great job of just like getting this spirit of like the old Spyro games and just like bringing it to like now like it feels like a game that was made now because they polished it up so much in like just all the littlest ways um or smallest littlest isn't a word um <laughs> the itsy bitsy um, ways the itsy bitsiest um but yeah that, that was my number 10 for me uh i gave that a seven i think i already said that um <laughs> But uh, it's just it's just really good. If you like Spyro, you're gonna love these because it's just the remakes of those. So it's the only game like that on my list. Like it's like that's that's like a remaster remake. But I thought it was worthy. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You go ahead. Well, my number ten is Far Cry Five. Um, I know a lot of people were getting down on this game for the story, but I actually found the story kind of intriguing. Uh, you know, the idea, if you've seen the movie Red State, you had the 
in that film, you have basically what would happen if the Westboro Baptist Church was armed. And so essentially taking a similar concept of this religious cult that's taking over a section of Montana and being thrust into that, I, I kind of that I liked that idea. And you have three big territories and excuse me, the side characters, the side content. I, I enjoy open world games that make things a little more interesting than just, um, Hey, go kill those 10 guys. Why? Cause I said so. Um, what I really appreciated about this game was there's a section where you have to go help a guy who's like, the aliens are coming, man. You gotta, um, we gotta go to Mars. And you're like, all right, whatever. And you help this guy do the side quest thing. And it basically sets up the DLC later on. I haven't played the DLC, but, um, so you have, you have basically the tongue in cheek, far cry humor melded with a very serious storyline like yeah um and what's interesting too is like far cry 4 it has that thing where um, at the very beginning of the game you go there to arrest the leader of the cult and you're supposed to put him in handcuffs but if you don't like if you just stand there while he's holding his hands up at you and you don't put him in handcuffs the game ends so you can (laughs) you can basically end the game 10 minutes into it um but um I like the companion system. I like that you can get Boomer, the dog. Um, there's some pretty funny quests. Like, it's just things I stumbled upon. Like, I happened to find an airplane in a hangar. Turns out that was a companion quest that I didn't even know I was eventually going to get. Stole the airplane, and it put me right on the quest. So I started just flying this airplane around, shooting people. Um, like, it's just... It's the kind of game where let's say I'm playing something extremely serious, right? Like I know I got to play a game where I can't die and I got to concentrate. This is the antithesis of that. This is, I just want to run around and shoot things. (laughs) That is this game. So that's why that this is on my list. So I'd say maybe a eight, 7.5. Again, it's on sale right now. I think like, you know, you could probably find it for half price everywhere. I know black Friday had it for half price. So even digital. So, but it's, it's I, I have started playing this and uh, I, I don't know how far I'm going to get into it. Cause maybe far cry is just not for me, but like, it just feels like far cry. Like the last one I really played was three. And like, this really doesn't seem to have done much new in the way of like, anything I give a shit about. <laughs> like, I just unlocked the ability to get, like, perks and stuff, and I was looking at the perks, and I was just like, eh, I don't know. And, like, the way you get them is the challenges, which I don't know if I'm into that. I prefer to, like, get experience from, like, the quests or whatever and destroying things, but I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I need to play it more, but I haven't played it a ton yet. Fair enough. Yeah. Number nine. For me, uh, Call of Duty Black Ops 4. Now, I wanted this to be higher on my list, but they released the black market, and it's just kind of shitty, and I haven't found a reason for it to go back to the game yet. 
like I maybe they've made it better since this next uh, season has started or whatever. Um, I know that they have recently knocked it down so that there are only a hundred tiers per season now, so there's not two hundred, and that every tier actually like gives you something. Uh, so and and then they've got the daily tiers, so they've done a lot to make it more palatable. So I don't think I'm as angry at it anymore. But just going <laughs> in there and seeing that like they're like, hey, buy this secondary tier thing so you can unlock while you unlock because this stuff's cooler and like it just feels grimy and fuck activision basically that's basically it i feel the more the more why pay 60 dollars for a game when you could pay 200 (laughs) like right now to me activision is the worst in terms of microtransaction greasy garbage there. There's, your, there's your back of the box quote right there. <laughs> Black Ops Black 4, Ops microtransaction-y, 4. greasy garbage <laughs> with Nuketown. Yeah, uh, I, I gave it a 7. I, uh, I wanted to give it like a 9 because it's a really great multiplayer shooter, and I had a lot of fun with it when me and Sean were playing, and I prestiged once which you know that's pretty good to have played it that much but like and blackout was genuinely fun yeah for sure if you're just focusing on blackout really from like a battle royale perspective i'd probably give it a higher score but i'm taking like the whole thing and like zombies was like crazy broken for a long time until they fixed it and i don't know how fixed it is now because i never really got into the zombie stuff it's just too convoluted for me like you gotta fucking kill these guys and then put their heads on spikes and then go and look in this spot and shoot that barrel off in the distance and then when you do that that'll make fire and it points at this thing and then you gotta and I'm like whoa <laughs> like there's too much going on while I'm also trying to kill all these zombies I mean that's great for people that like that uh, and, and it is really cool it's just too much for me to want to have to deal with it's stressing me out I don't have a dedicated team of four people for that shit um, <laughs> yeah. But, and there's not much else to say about it. It's a multiplayer shooter. It's a Call of Duty. They just did a really good job at making the game feel good. Uh, I, I mean, I will say the, the my biggest gripe about, like, the actual gameplay uh, in the multiplayer is I don't like how, like, floaty it is. So, like, it's very, I don't, I don't know if they fixed it by now. I, like I said, I haven't played it in a while. But, like, people would always be jumping around corners because your jump was, like, boing like it's like some it's like you just jumped off a tiny trampoline because <laughs> like you just jumped really high and like in like an arc like very unrealistically uh for a person who just jumped off the ground <laughs> but uh because like i went back and played some call of duty world war Two after i got mad at that one and i was i did a jump and i was like oh this is so like grounded it's so like boots on the ground legitimately like you have like a it's like a little inefficient hop you just go like boop and like like i'm like i never used it again because i was like this does nothing for me like i only use the a button to mantle things like it wasn't good for anything else uh and i kind of like that better but it's like it's a good game good multiplayer game okay is that on your list at all no okay cool do your number nine then my number nine is beat saber Oh shit, that's my number six. So Beat Saber <laughs> was a VR game that left early access, came to 
full release this year also came recently, like in the past month or so, two months to PlayStation VR. Yep. But it's better on PC for, and that's not just being a PC elitist. It is better on PC because you can actually mod it. Yep. To death. You can add custom tracks. You can add songs that like, and I know people are bragging like, Oh, it comes with more tracks on play on PlayStation. It's like, actually, (laughs) (laughs) let me show you this one click solution. That I think there's, I think there's like 12 songs on PC right now, but my list is at like 200. Oh yeah. Maybe a little more. (laughs) I mean, like, you know, you want to get uh, the quintessentials, right? Like you can get Duel of the Fates for Star Wars, right? While yeah. wielding a Darth Maul lightsaber. You yeah. can, um, one of my favorites is the He's a Pirate from Pirates of the Caribbean, which is <laughs> the, you know, dun 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 yeah. You know, like the theme from Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Yeah. So <clears throat> never before has a game made you feel more badass while simultaneously looking more ridiculous. So, so go ahead. Sorry. While you're talking about really good songs, there's a song that hit me. Like I did not expect it to feel and be as epic as it was, but the fucking theme song from how to train your dragon. <laughs> it's a good song, man. Yeah. I, dun, 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 dun. <laughs> So I, like, I love this. I love those movies. Like it's like swelling and very like uplifting and, and like inspirational. And you're just like slashing the boxes while you're doing it. And it's just like, I was like, yeah, I'm a fucking badass. And then like somebody's watching me in the corner and I'm just like. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So like it's, I mean, in terms of VR games, I've spent a lot of time playing this uh in vr like obviously so um it's probably the the vr game i've spent the most playing um but yeah it's a ton of fun it's super cheap it's like 20 bucks and Mm -hmm. especially if you have a pc it's worth picking up if you only have a playstation vr it's also worth picking up i'm sure they're gonna add some kind of mods to it They've, they've talked about supporting mods on on that game for the playstation vr so definitely worth picking up nine out of ten for me so that's like i said especially on pc where you can you can get all i mean you can get like crazy stuff you can get lady gaga you can get crazy you can get party rock anthem you can get all kinds of crazy songs that uh you can get uh you can get the ducktales theme <laughs> like <laughs> you can get all kinds of crazy songs for this game yeah so, so i will say for anybody buying it like this is the game i consistently go back to on vr like if i pick up my vr headset that's probably what i'm playing unless it's a brand new game because it's just like it's not to mention great exercise it's like a fantastically fun game and like it never gets old because it's it's like there's no better rhythm game you can do in vr and honestly on the market right now it's my favorite rhythm game just in general um because there's not a lot of that bouncing around these days um like i said this is my number six so i'm just sort of talking about it as well uh i gave the game an eight uh only because they they're kind of this game being great relies on the fact that people are modding it they've still yet to come out with an official song editor 
even though they mentioned there being one like very shortly after it went out. To be fair, the game is technically and still in early access. Um, but I mean, early access is a piece of shit label for games. So I don't know how much. I don't know how much good faith that buys you anymore, <laughs> considering considering uh, fucking Daisy just came out of early I was, access. That was what I was gonna use. It was an early access for what yeah. five years. Yeah, like five six years, like. It was funny seeing the jokes. Like, <laughs> I went through all of high school, went to college, graduated, and this game's still in early access. It's like, <laughs> yeah, um, it's it's a, uh, I don't know, it, it's a great game and certainly worth getting if you're looking for songs. I didn't have any good way to like find songs, and it's really hard to wade through all of the stuff that is made because there's a lot of garbage. Uh, Beat Saver. Uh, not Saver, but Saver is the site to like, yeah, to kind of download them from. Uh, and and it's a you know, obviously looking at like the top rated and most downloaded is a good way to get an idea of what's good. But you know, you quickly kind of lose the quality as you go farther and farther back. So the best way I would say to find good songs is there is another website called Beast Saver that connects to Beat Saver, and um you can find a list of these songs that they did a contest for with the game and all <clears throat> all of those contest songs there's like 22 of them are all fantastic to start and then those people who mapped those songs are apparently prominent mappers in the community and I, that the reason i have so many songs right now is because i went and downloaded every single one of all of their songs basically mostly except for like some of the genres I just wasn't into. And I still haven't played through all of them, but I haven't played a single one where I'm like, this map sucks. <laughs> like maybe I wasn't into the song too much, so I might get rid of some of them, but like it's, it's a, that's a fantastic way to get yourself a massive library of very good and fun to play songs. Play Rasputin. <laughs> Rasputin by Boney, what is it? Boney something. Super fun. Look it up. <laughs> Sweet. Well, do you want to do your number eight since? Yeah, sure. My number eight is Dead Cells. That uh, was, I don't honestly know how long it's been in early access, but it's it was released fully this year, and that's when I played it. Um, it's, it's a really fun game. It's a good, like, roguelite, Metroidvania-ish sort of thing. I hesitate to call it Metroidvania fully because it's much more in the roguelite section. Uh, so, like, you always start in the same area and you always progress to the same areas, but there are branching pathways to go out from there and the areas are randomly generated. And uh, you never really start any stronger than you were. You just have a larger selection of things to get as you go throughout the game. And you get abilities as you get farther in the game that allow you to take different paths in that branching path as you go, which then lead to other abilities and more unlocks. So you're just sort of unlocking the ability to become stronger as you go throughout the game uh, and to have a, more, a wider variety of weapons and spells and things. Um, it's very fun. The art style is weird, but it, uh, but it looks good. And uh, like the music is is really catchy. And um, it's, it's it's just a fun, good time. There's a lot of it, the dodge rolling and uh, 
and then slashing and the dodge rolling. So it even has a little bit of that action-y fighting style thing to it. Because, you know, Metroidvania or something, you usually think like not so much dodge rolling as like jumping out of the way or like shooting from afar and then dodging. But this is like a typically you're using a melee weapon, so you need to go right up in their face and then attack and dodge roll. <clears throat> but I haven't actually beaten that yet because it's very hard. But I think I yeah, got to like, yeah, I think I got to like the main boss, and just because I had a really good run going and I had a good combo and I was playing well, but like I just don't think I had enough good stuff unlocked yet because like I just was doing like ass for damage, or maybe there's like a different branching path I can take that would be longer, so my guy would be stronger by the time he gets there. Because the way you get stronger throughout the game is like you have to pick up these upgrades and you get to pick one of three tiers to upgrade. So, you know, how many you find is how strong you're going to be at the end of the game. So, it's fun, though. It's worth playing for sure, uh, which is why it's on my list. And I gave it a 7. I, don't, I'm, I feel like I keep saying all of my scores twice, but I don't care. Nice. <laughs> well, <laughs> your turn. my number 8 is Detroit <clears throat> Become Human. Oh, shit. Is that on your list? It's on my honorable mentions for the okay. year. Yeah, well, if we're saying that Black Ops was on my honorable mentions so, okay uh, but yeah detroit become human is my number eight i'm actually like two chapters or two sections away i looked up a, a walkthrough i'm two chapters away from finishing it what but i know kind of weird but my only like i love david cage games right like i love heavy rain um i know a lot of people criticize the story as being heavy-handed there are moments for sure, but I, uh, I love the game. <laughs> like, yeah. I, I'm not, I'm going to, I'll be a David Cage apologist. That's fine. Um, in terms of his stories. Um, I, I love the game. I, the only thing that I would criticize this game for is, excuse me, interactions with Hank. And what I mean by that is what here's, here's why I'm, I'm a writer. I write, I've worked in TV studios and writers rooms. The things that the thing that pisses me off is when I feel I understand Hank as a character and I'm like, here's how I get, I understand his prejudice. I understand his backstory. I understand X, Y, and Z about him. Here's how he should react. And I select the, the question. Like, so for those who don't know, there's a, a relationship, a buddy cop, basically. Hank is the grizzled old <clears throat> drunk who's I watched that show. Who's lost a family member who's now been paired up with an android and you know, he lives in a world where he I don't want no android as a partner. Right? So anyway. So I'm trying I'm going out of my way trying to befriend this guy, right? Like you should. Like you should, because Hank's awesome. <laughs> I love Hank, right? And so when I pick a response and it's like, and it shows you, it, it, it prompts you with a UI with an either an up arrow or a down arrow if you've strengthened the relationship or if you've damaged the <clears throat> relationship, basically. And so when I get a down arrow, I'm like, no, 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 no. Literally in the context of how he answers, right? Like there may be a time where he'll just look at you and be like, oh, yeah, I, I like that too. And then it goes down. And I'm like, what? you just said something that has a positive inflection. Why is it going down? Like that's, and keep in mind, 
this is my only my only criticism really of the game the reason i enjoy david cage games and the reason i like destroy become human is specifically is because after each chapter it'll show you this flow chart of like here's the path you took and then there might be one where it's like oh damn like at that decision i missed like a branch and there's a whole nother path i could have taken oh dude yeah Uh, like and it makes me want to replay maybe just that chapter or maybe go back and replay the whole game and try it a different way like with heavy rain like i know specific moments where i messed up in that game and i'm like I just know if I did one thing differently and this game takes it to a whole new level. Like it shows you, Oh, you found the gun or something like that. Therefore you unlocked the ability to even have a conversation with someone about something. So they've, they've taken games like beyond two souls and heavy rain to a whole new level. And like, it's, it's fascinating. Like it's, I know people have, kind of shit on this game because it's like oh we get the allegory for civil rights we get blah 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 like (laughs) spoon feeding it to us it's like if you can look past some of the eye rolly moments and just look at not only the level of detail from like a graph like it's a beautiful game to look at like just the motion capture the the character models like just and then it's it's one of the best adventure games. Like that's probably the best category to put it in. Like yeah. if you look at companies like telltale or um, anybody who makes these kind of, I hate to say choose your own adventure. Cause that sounds like it cheapens it. But if you look at <laughs> anybody who makes this style of game, like this is not only the highest budget version, but this is probably the best one you can get. Cause you actually can see that your choices matter. And then what I've loved about this and I would love once I finish it because I want to finish it and then I want to talk to Ryan about it because I've had water cooler moments about heavy rain where I've been like, oh, well, what did you make that decision there? And how did that affect it? Right. So I don't want to. Go ahead. I want to mention something that's probably a spoiler. I don't know if you hit this part yet, but I feel like it really cheapened this one character. Like I with with the with the the girl and the little girl, I honestly don't remember the names. Uh, Kara it was Al- and Karen Alice. Alice, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um. So, the whole thing is like, oh, you know, can this robot escape with this little girl, and they can live together happily? Like, you know, a human can raise or sorry a robot can raise a human and the human would love the robot like a mother or whatever and then they reveal like really close to the end they're like oh never mind alice is a robot too and i was like i don't give a shit about their story now they're just two other robots like this other grand story happening around them like they're the only people who aren't really connected to the story at all and there's all this cool stuff happening around them, this revolution. And they're just like, we just want to go and live somewhere alone, away from the other people. <laughs> like, I was like, eh. <laughs> like, it just, I it wasn't into it. Like, the way that they're, every time, let me put it this way. By the time I was at the end, every time we cut back to them, I was like, fuck these guys. I want to play as the other people. Like, I did not give a shit about Kara and Alice by the end of the game. I mean, I really liked Luther. I think his name is Luther. Yeah. Uh, the yeah. guy that tags along with them. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 bigger uh, android that that weird rapist dude has. Yeah, um, yeah, and that by the way, could that not have been more telegraphed? Where it's like you come to this like basically haunted mansion, yeah, with all the ominous paintings on the wall, and I'm like, okay, this is creepy as hell. And then the guy's like, like I tried. Okay, so at least in Heavy Rain, when the, yeah. the taxidermist guy offers you a drink, you can choose not to take it, right? Mm-hmm. But in this game, where he's like, you know, you can come down to my rape basement, and I'm like, um, there's nowhere <laughs> else you can go. You literally yeah. cannot get out of that situation. I thought it was going to become another weird rapey situation, like in Heavy Rain, but then it turned into a just like, I'm going to erase your memory moment. And I was like, this is... At least it's not a weird rapey thing. I don't know. I'm not into the weird rapey thing. <laughs> Let me ask you this. Could you, so like her, when I played it, her memory got erased. Like I tried breaking out of all the stuff, but I guess I didn't mm-hmm. do it in time. Were you able to break out before the memory got erased? Oh yeah. Okay. My memory got erased. And no, so I broke out and she was fine. Recovered uh, her memory. I had to walk around the house and remember that my name was Kara. Oh, uh, no, I just escaped. And then it was like, I got to go save Alice. And so I just immediately like went upstairs and had to find her and then escape. OK, yeah, I still had to find her. Like I turned like I had a time yeah. limit. Like the guy was did you like, get, did you get seen by the guy? I did. Yeah, me too. So, <laughs> I thought like, I was like, I thought I was being all sneaky trying to escape. And then he saw me and I had to do all these button presses to not get shot by a shotgun. Yeah. And then, and then, uh, did you, did, when you were downstairs, did you free those people? So then when they came, yeah. when he was they like, they all like came and killed him. Yeah. I was like, it, it would be it, like the ending of toy story. That's what I thought of. I was like, it's the end of toy story with all the fucked up toys coming out of the sand. If it was rated <laughs> R, right? Yeah. The, <laughs> so anyway, oh. um, aside from the part that Ryan just spoiled for everybody, which, hey. I, being I, I actually hadn't gotten to that part so thank you for that <laughs> um it's it's just a stupid part like it just feels unnecessary well here's the thing like i agree like having just learned that i'm sitting here thinking like what would they telegraph the-, the shit out of it too well here, going off of that just kind of thinking about it what would be the point of making her an android with an abusive father like that does unless the mom wanted her want, couldn't have kids or something like they never right. they never set that up anyway they, they they telegraph the shit out of it in a lot of different ways first of all every time you offer her food in the whole game she says i don't want it she never eats oh well and and then when you're playing as connor who's my favorite character uh he's the android from cyberlife uh, <laughs> He's growing on me, but I hate the fact that I'm working for the man with him. Like I hate that I, I personally feel conflicted hunting yeah. down androids. Yeah, that I'm supposed to be like, because I like Marcus too, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, robot revolution. Oh, now let's play as Connor. Get Amanda on our side. And you said you tried to go across the freeway, right? I did. Yeah, I didn't do that. I was like, nah, I'm gonna let him escape because I have an excuse to not have to chase them. <laughs> Um, and if you play him the right way, it'll turn out a way you like, uh, there's, there's a whole cool moment and a whole bunch of other cool stuff. It's, it's a great, ugh, oh, I love Connor. He's my favorite and they're best, best friends forever. Connor and Hank. Um, but, <laughs> um, yeah, the other, the other spot where it pretty heavily telegraphs that is after you escape from the dad, uh, in the beginning is Kara you get the police report about it 
in as Connor, and you get to read it, and it says that a android attacked its owner and escaped, but it doesn't mention that the daughter was kidnapped because it's just another android, so he didn't really give a shit. Hmm. They just considered it, you know, an android kidnapping another android or taking another android, so they didn't care. I guess but I didn't that, pay that, that much attention. Yeah. Me and me and my fiance were playing it, and I was like, "What about the kid?" She's like, "Yeah, there was a child there. They didn't mention the kidnapping. <laughs> like that was the start of it. And then like every time they offered food, she didn't want it. And then Luther, like a couple times, was like, "There's something I gotta tell you." And then they get interrupted, and I'm like, "All right, I know what you're gonna say, Luther." <laughs> But I won't spoil anything else. I mean, if you happen to give a shit about Karen, I spoiled that. Sorry, but I don't give a I fuck. Actually, about did. <laughs> but here's the thing: like, I'm liking. I, I like Hank because I like that actor. Like, yeah. um, I forget his name right now. The guy he was I actually just watched Star the 20th anniversary of Starship Troopers on 4K, and I'm like, oh yeah, he's in this. He's the freaking drill sergeant. Like, yeah. And um, but no, I, I got. It's going to bug me now until I look up his IMDb page. But anyway, so that's my number eight mention for me. I gave it an eight as an honorable mention for me. And I gave it an eight. You go ahead. I was going to give it a seven only because I feel like some of the, like, I I feel like that system of who favors you and who doesn't is unnecessary. Like, I feel like Hanks, like you're right. Like Hanks was the only one that felt kind of like, the game was giving me down stuff just because it didn't it like wanted to make it purposely harder to befriend Hank for no reason. And North like North, like everybody else is on your side except for North and North is just like, shoot that guy. And I'm like, yeah, eh. well, like you kind of have to work for me. It was Josh. I think his name was like, I was doing everything he liked and he, every, and like, at the end of the game, he still wasn't like good friends with me and everyone else like loved the shit out of Marcus. And I was like, what the fuck, Josh, I do everything for you, man. I mean, Uh, I still went and robbed the truck for North. Like, I'm like, why not? Like, let's get more supplies. And then, like you said, Josh was like, but then Jericho, the whole facility is like, we love you, Marcus. You're like, I'm basically worshiped there. Yeah. And I did shoot the one guy at the broadcasting facility and so oh, it was like didn't, I didn't kill anybody. I shot him. I was like, I, I'm Marcus is sweet on North in my head cannon. So, um, uh, but that's the only guy I've killed. That's the only yeah. guy Marcus has killed. So, anyway. But anyway, I was gonna say, as long as, as long as you keep playing like that, like trying to be friends with Hank, it, by the end you'll be, you guys will be friends. So it's no, it's no huge deal. Yeah, I'll delete my save file if he's not friends with Hank at the end. Oh, yeah. Oh, fucking Connor died in one of my things. Like, not because I fucked up, because, but just, like, that path makes Connor die. And I was like, fuck it, nope. I think I mentioned this when I was talking about the game, but I went back and just redid the chapter and took the other path, and he just didn't die that way as long as I didn't fuck up. And I never really fuck up when I'm doing, the like, the playing stuff. So, kind of pissed me off. I was like, fuck no, Connor's not dying. He's my favorite character. (laughs) I like Kara die. I don't care about her. <laughs> That's funny. Alice right, can so, make it on her own. <laughs> so what's your number seven? Yeah. Uh, Destiny 2 Forsaken. Number seven for me. That's my number four. Oh, wow. I gave it an eight. Um, it's, I got a lot of playtime out of it. Like, I don't know. I don't 
you're the one who mentioned it to me, but they have that year in review thing for Xbox right now. And apparently that was the game I played the most this year on Xbox. I played like 125 hours of it. And I know none of that was playing vanilla Destiny 2 because I didn't play it this year at all. <laughs> so that was all Forsaken. So, I mean, I got a lot of playtime out of it. It's just they're, they're just better games this year. It was It's probably the best multiplayer experience. No, not even the best multiplayer experience I had this year. But it is is better than call of duty in terms of like how much fun i had with it <laughs> i definitely played it a lot longer but like it just has i like the story i don't like that nathan fillion wasn't in it that was sad but whatever uh i forgot his name nolan north is that it yeah yeah he sounds enough like him that it's fine um super noticeable when you go back to the other stories stuff but it's fine um, but like it's just content wise, there's just a lot of really cool stuff to do. And it feels like they finally came back around to doing, you know, what's good for the game uh, and, and really catering to the hardcore crowd, which is cool. I mean, I don't know why they took the exact same trajectory with Destiny 2 that they did with Destiny 1. If that wasn't the case, it'd probably be higher on my list. Like if they had just started good and then gotten even better. But uh Putting that aside, it's still a great game. I had a ton of fun with it. My brother still plays it because he's insane. I think like I think yesterday is like the first day that he was like, I'm gonna play something else tonight. And I was like, What? <laughs> like he wants to collect everything and it's insanity. But I dropped off the game a while ago, but like I said, I put a ton of time into it. It's uh it's just a it's just those fucking mechanics, man. Like the the, the game play. loop is just the, so yeah. Good. The game loop and the gunplay feel in Destiny is just too good to not to not really in, to just enjoy it. Like Bungie just fucking consistently makes good shooting mechanics. Um, Real quick, I just want to <coughs> say something. Um, I know we keep saying like, "Oh, that's my number four. Oh, that's my number whatever." Yeah. If you don't want to spoil your top three, if I mention it on my list or vice versa, do you want to save? your top three so it's not just like oh you just said my number one like uh, while we're at this point I'll, I'll save sure we'll save our top three okay now go go ahead and continue yeah uh, i mean i don't know if there's much else to say about it it was really great and i like that they had like a content drip kind of for the first couple weeks to give the hardcore people who got into it right away like kind of that slowly unlocking content stream where the raid came out and then they beat the raid and then the next couple weeks every week it changed and there was a storyline going along with that uh a lot of the stuff like a lot of the strikes they added in the stuff were really fun the dreaming city gambit. Super cool. oh yeah gambit oh fuck how did i forget about gambit gambit is easily the best part of forsaken it like i will go back and play gambit right now like it's just a really fun way to play because like it's a good way to showcase how good you are at the PVE stuff while also having some PVP mixed in there. Uh, oh, Gambit's fucking great. Yeah. Anyway, do you, have, do you have anything to say about it since it's on your list too? Well, yeah, it's my number four. It, um, like I said, my list is based on essentially my enjoyment of these games mm -hmm. and it's just a lot of fun to do the PVE, the strikes, you know, to do the PVP the crucible the gambit like even just to pick up some bounties and be like let's just go around and shoot some stuff because the moment-to-moment -moment gameplay of destiny 2 is just is fun like even though it's yeah. a grindy bitch right like 
there's just some satisfaction in shooting something, getting an engram, getting it decrypted, seeing what you got, repeat. Like, I just, the only thing I wish from this game if, was that it was a little bit more MMO-ish. But other than that, like, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed the time that I invested in Forsaken. Like, I, yeah. them adding the bows, the bows were a lot of fun, oh, too. Oh, it was awesome. Like, and I oh. know some people thought it was sort of a, excuse me, an answer to what Warframe is doing because they have bows in Warframe, but I don't know. I think I still think Destiny does it better. <laughs> uh, I wanted to say, I feel like Forsaken is the first time in Destiny where I feel like I can play this game every day with all my free time and never run out of stuff. Yeah, like if, if you're insane. if you're playing three characters, I should say, if you're focusing on one character and not trying to do any other character playing, you'll probably eventually run out of stuff to do on that one character, you know, one week or another week. But there's just a lot of shit to do, not only every week, but every day. There's just always something going on that you can do to kind of up your power level if you're not at max cap yet. It's it's a really slow climb once you hit 600, uh, or sorry, not 600, 550, 500 actually, yeah, um, to to get to 600. And now they've raised it to 650 with the Black Armory, uh, which I haven't played since that came out. But it's 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 a good way to like, if you want Destiny 2 to be your hobby, like WoW is some people's hobby, like you go right ahead. My brother <laughs> is living proof that you can do that. <laughs> yep. So. Speaking of WoW, my number seven is Battle for Azeroth. So, I mean, I'm a WoW and Blizzard fanboy from way back. Um, if you listen to our episode where we talked about Battle for Azeroth and even the weeks leading up to it, like I pretty much talked about Warcraft on every episode. And I know Blizzard's getting a lot of shit right now for Battle for Azeroth, but it's probably one of my favorite expansions. Like... The world, the music. I don't think the, anyone's focused on that anymore with Blizzard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there, there's some game. Uh, what's it called? Heroes of the Dorm, Storm, Shmorm. <laughs> I don't know. And some other one, Diablo Immortals. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I think they're just taking their whole business on mobile. Yeah. Yeah. So, like but but you know the fact that Legion, which was the expan the previous expansion, everybody loved, right? And then you have Battle for Azeroth, which instead of like if I played Horde or Alliance and Legion, the areas were identical. It was just like I'd get the same quests in both, regardless of my faction. But in lead in Battle for Azeroth, two separate islands, two separate factions, everything is basically individual. Like so I can play through the whole game level to 120 as a horde, switch over to Alliance play through a completely different quest line as the opposite faction. And on top of that, the raid is a completely different storyline. So the fact that they went and made this, mm -hmm. they didn't just basically reskin the quests based on your faction. So I loved it. I still need to finish like two more levels on my Alliance character. Cause I mean, pirates, man, like you're playing, I, I love anything pirates. So you're playing, uh, for alliance with with pirate characters, you got pirate music in the main city. Um, 
Yo ho. Yeah, and you basically have Wakanda for the horde. You got dinosaurs with laser beams, and you know you got this sort of basically troll um, themed island. But like I said, it's it it's Wakanda. Like they even if you've played it, you know what I'm talking about. But they do like the literal intro from Black Panther, where like the smoke clears and they're like we're home. And I'm like, oh, this is. And they even say Zandalar forever. And so, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's, it's Black Panther, but it's really cool. I mean, dinosaur mounts, who doesn't like dinosaur mounts? So that's my number seven. Do you want me to do my number six? Since you, you well, remind me what your number six was. Cause we said it already. My number six was Beat Saber, but you already did. I already did your number four. So we kind of canceled each other oh, okay. out. So do your number five then. Yeah. Cause you said your number four was destiny, right? Yep. Okay, so yeah, number six for me was Beat Saber. I gave it an eight. Uh, number five for me, Smash Bros. Ultimate. This shit, so good. Like, Sorry. I I will say I've literally never had this much fun with a Smash Bros. game. Because you, you typically always run out of stuff to do for someone like me, where I just mostly want to play single player. Like, once you've beaten it with Classic with everybody... I don't even do that in all the games because, you know, it's just sort of random and, and what you unlocked was like, I don't know if you unlocked anything, but everybody has their own specific classic path to go on and World of Light is incredibly massive, which we've mentioned in the podcast previously. Uh, it's just so much to do for someone who wants to play by themselves and I, I'm having so much fun with this one and enjoying the mechanics of it so much that I might even go and play just like online against randos just to like, which I've never done on any Smash Bros, um, just to like see how well I can do and, and, and to have some more fun with it. Cause like, I feel like this is something I'm going to be playing for some time. Like if I go out with my switch uh, and, and I want to be able to play my switch somewhere where, where I'm out and about that will probably be with me in some form in case I want to play it because it's just that good. It's just like it's a fucking great game. If you have a switch, you drive, you're, you know, fucking buy that shit. <laughs> buy that shit today. Uh, uh, treat yourself. Well, my number six. Oh, were you done? I gave it a nine. I gave it a nine. I don't know if I already said that. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to say it at the beginning at the end on every game. I don't care. <laughs> my number six is mm-hmm. God of War. That's right. It's not even in the top five of my games of the year. Oh, get mad, Ryan. Get mad. I see that. So wrong. You're so wrong. So. It was all right. So here's here's why. End the podcast right here. I'm done. (laughs) So, I mean, he's taking off his headphones for our audio listeners. So anyway, it was a decent game. It was a good game. There were moments story beats are so like i said we're spoiling the shit out of this so there were some great moments in this game right like the stranger coming to your house and he's like you don't want no rich boy and then he like he just like lays into kratos punches him and i'll admit i honestly thought that was loki until he says his name and it's like oh that's balder and i'm like oh it's balder oh it's balder so and then, of course, the moment when you're riding in the boat and you see, what, is it Athena? Mm-hmm. Um, 
And then you go and he's like, I know, I, I know weapons that can work in hell or whatever, or Helheim. And you just pull the, the blades of chaos. That was a chill inducing moment. Yeah. So what I didn't like was constantly having to throw my ax at bells. Like <clears throat> the puzzle mechanics of this game. That's a weak complaint. No, no the puzzle mechanics of this, the, the, the combat fantastic the puzzles are also good no the puzzles were tedious john's wrong everyone like everyone should play god of war (laughs) you should the story's interesting the combat is cool emotional and and the um the bosses are good what i thought was my my main criticisms of this game again are the puzzle mechanics the the puzzle mechanics i liked were using atreus for like using his arrows like okay these arrows do like can allow you to create a bridge those ones like the traversal mechanics i thought were cool but the like you have to figure out how to throw your axe at this bell and then hit this bell all the way across the opposite side of the map like that was just annoying like that was sounds like sean sucks at puzzles (laughs) no that was just padding because it's like i can see the bell i can see all three bells here i just have to hit them like i just have to like hit them within a certain time frame it's more of like a just gotta get good I'm not saying I didn't do them. I've beaten this game. I've seen credits roll. I've seen the post credit scene. I've, I've completed this game. I just, the puzzle mechanics were just not there for me. Like I enjoyed the story. I enjoyed the moment when the dragon came down on the lift and I was like, Holy shit, there's a dragon. Like there were some really cool moments in this game, but you know, and it's in my top 10 of the year. Just, there were some games I enjoyed better. So, that's where it is. God of War. Number six. It's in my top three, so I'll mention it when I get there. So what do you want? Number four? Mm-hmm. All right. My number four is Spooderman. <laughs> yeah, so Spider-Man for PS4 is number four for me. Uh, I gave it a nine as well. Um, it's... Is is very good. It's definitely the most fun I've had with an open world game in, in a while. Uh, the last really good, the last really good one was Horizon Zero Dawn. The thing about this kind of game is when you get an open world game like this that's done so well and so right, you look at the fucking cookie cutter bullshit that Assassin's Creed keeps dumping out of its ass, and you just like. You're like, this is what you could be, Assassin's Creed, if you didn't just fucking regurgitate the same garbage with some slightly new mechanics every year. But so, uh, <laughs> is that your uh, your Spider-Man review? No, no. But I, I honestly, I, I what is this in your top three? Maybe. Okay, so you're not going to mention anything right now about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but but we'll talk about it some more probably when you get to it. But 
I don't want to go into the story too much because it's just so good. I can't. I don't want to spoil it for anybody because it's so new still. But like, the relationship with uh, Doctor Octavius in this game that you sort of cultivate throughout it, and like his sort of descent into craziness. Like they do it so well, where like it's not like Peter is oblivious and just doesn't notice it, but he's just so busy with all the other shit happening in the city that he just doesn't have the time to devote to like help Dr. Octavius and like seeing it slowly going the way it does. It's just like painful when you're like, Oh, you can save him. That's, that's (laughs) what I said before when I, when I initially reviewed this game here on the podcast was it's like a Greek tragedy, right? It's almost like a, like a Tarantino or Hitchcock movie where the audience knows we know what's going to happen we know who octavius is and you're sitting there yelling at peter you're like do something like you know what's gonna happen and that's what i loved about this game and so you just couldn't help you had to say something about it yeah i did well (laughs) you have well that's what's great about it like it has an act two like twist Oh, the stinger at the end of every act is just so big. Yeah, like I, I heard her like thing. act one, two, and three. Yeah, and okay, when we well, we're gonna spoil the shit out of this when we get to when I review it. I'm just gonna say that right now. So okay, um, so that was your number what? That was my number four. Um, but I, I'll wait to say too much more about it until you get to it. But like that, it's just it does everything right for me like uh, i guess there were probably a few too many um crimes that you have to do to get every single one because that's like the only thing i haven't completed is doing all of the random crimes because there is a finite amount of them but like there's just so many like i've done all the bases and i've done all of the research stations and i've gotten all the pigeons and i've done all of the black cat things i've done everything Except for all the crimes. I'm like, and then that's having every time I saw a crime, I went and did it. Except for maybe like the last half of Act Three, because I wanted, really wanted to see the end. But like, even doing them constantly, whenever one pops up, you still don't hit them all. It's just like, dude, I don't want to go and beat up another dude trying to take a bus or some shit. <laughs> I, I skipped a bunch. Like, yeah. I'll be honest, I beat this game having not even unlocked the entire map. What? I know. No, I had done like almost everything already. No, like there's, I, a, there's one section of the map that I didn't even go to as oh crazy God. as that might sound. So. You're crazy. All right. We'll, we'll move on though. You go ahead and your number four was destiny. So my number this five, be... I, I, I haven't done my number five yet. Oh yeah. Shit. Yeah. Go so ahead. Speaking go ahead. of Ubisoft shitting things out, my number five is Assassin's Creed Odyssey. <laughs> That is uh that is a <laughs> that is an honorable mention for me because as far as Assassin's Creeds go, it is the best one so far. I gave it a six. Yes. So it I'm not an Assassin's Creed fan generally when it comes to the franchise. I played the first one about three quarters of the way through, quit because it was repetitive. I played it when it came out. Same thing with two. Played it, got I don't know, whatever. The one I played the most before this was Black Flag. Really enjoyed it. Now, my problem with all the Assassin's Creed's, actually from four on, 
really, because I played Origins also, a little bit of Origins. And I was talking to you about this, is they have a goddamn pacing problem. Yeah. So whenever Assassin's Creed gives you something really important, like especially a story beat, they're like, here is the most important piece of information you need to know, cut to person in virtual reality room. And it's not, it's not even a hook. Like it's not even like a to be continued. It's always like they set it up like a quest. Like it's like, especially here at the end of the game, like I started mainlining the game. Like what I got to, I, cause I wanted to get as much of this game done to make sure I was going to put it on my list. So I started mainlining the quest and this is a huge spoiler, but the, the mom I was playing as Cassandra cause apparently playing as Cassandra is the canon. Um, and plus Alexio sounds like a freaking sixties cartoon character. Um, <laughs> but so, and I was telling you the mission structure of this game is terrible. That's probably my, my biggest concern because you have your odyssey quests, your main quests, which are divided up into basically three, right? You have three main stories. You have your, your odyssey quest, which is, the, the mainline quest, the quest for your family, right? Then you mm -hmm. have the Spear of Destiny quest, which is the first people bullshit. Like, I have this Spear of Leonidas, and it's been handed down, and it's the Spear that you get to upgrade. Then you have the Cult quests, which some of them you can't even do. Like, there's like 10 quests in there, and I bought the XP boost. I'm level 31 at the end of the game right now. I'm like just in line with my quest, my main quest, right? Mm -hmm. Mainlining it, or maybe I'm 32. But I can't even do half the cult quests. But it's basically like the nemesis system, right? Like you see all these cultists and you have to unmask them and then murder them and you get awesome gear. And it's sort of done in tandem because your brother is the head of the, the cult and you got to murder him, but he shows up in the main quest storyline. And anyway. The thing that bugged me at the end of the game was your mother straight up tells you, hey, you should go visit your real father. And it's not even a main story quest. And I'm like, okay. So I'm, I put off doing that quest. I go to what I assume was the end of the game and I get like three or four quests. So I get these three or four quests, and then I was like, oh, well, that quest to go see my father is just a random side quest. What the hell's up with that? So I look, and I'm like, well, let me go do that quest to see my dad, and then I'll do these other three quests that I assume will complete the storyline of the game. I go to see old dad, and it was a cool little puzzle. Opens another one of these temples that looks like the one for the spear. And he's like, yeah, by the way, I'm a 100. I'm Pythagoras. I'm 150 years old. Welcome to the lost city of Atlantis. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I was just, <laughs> I'm like, please tell me this doesn't open up a whole new section of the game. But then I warp out, you know, welcome to Google, right? I warp out just like in Black Flag, which they've only done like every 20 hours in the game. And now I'm playing as scientist lady and i'm just like no 
No, I wanted to finish the game. I want to do those three other quests. What does the lost city of Atlantis have to do with <laughs> ancient Greece? Like, I this... think that's the first DLC, isn't it? Is it? If it is, then I accidentally did that. I did not mean. I mean, I bought the the deluxe edition that comes with the season pass. Oh, I... so you have the DLC? Yeah. So if I accidentally started the DLC, then I then that's my own fault. So. I need to go back and just finish the main game. I did not mean to start the DLC, so I stopped the game where <laughs> where I was playing is this... Yeah, DLC number one is The Fate of Atlantis. Oh, fantastic. So I DLC ac- number two is called Legacy of the First Blade. So basically, I accidentally went and started the first DLC quest. And I was- think you just accidentally stumbled into that. Well, that sucks. Because now I'm stuck playing as the Obstedro girl or whatever the hell that corporation is. Well, maybe called. now you don't hate the game as much. Why don't you hate text, the- You texted me and you were like, this game fucking sucks. And I was like, oh, no, I'm My exact sorry. quote was, the end of Odyssey flies off the fucking rails. Because... And then you said, I had to stop playing. It's a bad thing. And I was like, oh, I'm so okay then. Well, because when you've been sitting playing for like a four-hour session, mm-hmm. and you expect the game, the ending to come to a crescendo, yeah. And I, I mean, well, I, let me think about what if the movie Three Hundred, right? Literally, the movie Three Hundred. They're like, oh, we're fighting Xerxes, and all of a sudden, Xerxes says, "Welcome to the lost city of Atlantis." You're like, what the fuck does that have to do with yeah. us fighting Persians on the beach? Like, that's yeah. how it felt, and I'm like, okay, I. I, I just need to stop here. You're getting science fiction-y on me. Like, cause here's yeah. the thing when you're immersed in a world that's very Greek and you haven't, you've only one other time been warped out. I for, basically forgot about the animus. So I was like, yeah. Oh, that's right. <laughs> this game involves science fiction. Sometimes I like the first Civ stuff. And, and we've mentioned this with, with origins. I really like the outside the game stuff and, and playing around with that. Yes. I'd like to keep doing the stuff, but I like the outside story. So I'm totally okay with when they pull it out and make you play as the outside people and sort of develop that story a little more. Cause, cause I would say Assassin's Creed two is probably where the game peaked for me in terms of like the raw mechanics of um of like assassin's creed of like assassinating and and stuff like that that's like where it was the best and the story was probably the best but this is probably the most accessible and and um and i would probably say different Assassin's Creed because they're like now there's an eagle instead of mini map stuff and now there's a skill tree when you can okay do you have the move where you like slam the ground and everybody flies backwards no I I have nothing in the warrior tree I only say, have it because in... that's pretty science fictiony nobody fucking hits the ground people go whoa well, yeah I have an ability <laughs> where I throw a spear across the map basically yeah I warp to that person they're instantly dead. Time right, slows. you know, straight out of Shadow of Mordor. Yeah, time slows down, <laughs> and I can do it two more times. But, like, yeah. my favorite, I mean, the game's hilarious, right? Like, the game, I, I know it sounded like it was bad, even though it's number five on my list. But, like, <laughs> I, I've upgraded the Hunter Tree and the Stealth Tree. Now, I have an ability where if my, 
my meter in terms of my currency for abilities is three full. I can shoot an arrow. Time slows down, but I can shoot an arrow that's basically a huge explosion. So there was this cultist that was in the middle of a market surrounded by bodyguards. So I'm like, I'm just going to fire this arrow, right? So I shot this thing. You have to hold left trigger, then right button and right trigger. And so you just draw back. Like it's just, it's so slow motion because they know that if you are being attacked, like this is how you slow down time so you don't get attacked while drawing your bow. Right. Boom, blew up all three people in the middle of this market instantly killed the cultist it does like two thousand percent damage or three thousand percent damage right and that just made me laugh my ass off like it's stuff like that that i think is hilarious in this game where that you know the story is super serious but it's like watch me teleport around the map instantly murdering people right yeah so i mean this is probably a good game and i haven't i you know i might put it higher than a six uh once i play it more but like like i said i haven't even left the first island yet um so i've got more to play there and that's why it's in my honorable mentions and probably not on my top 10 but right now it's just the stark contrast of me coming off of the greatness of spider-man and then fucking playing another assassin's creed game that is just souring it for me a bit but we'll we'll see (laughs) okay so that was my number five and my number four was destiny 2 forsaken so right Go ahead. My number three, we're in the top three here. Monster Hunter World. It, this was my second most played game this year from that year in Xbox review thing. It, it's like I, I, I have tried multiple times in the past to get into Monster Hunter and never really, it just never really clicked for me. And I've played some other ones, and it's they're still not as good having played Monster Hunter World. But they make more sense, and I'm willing to play them now. Because uh, I get that style, and, and, it, and it clicks with me. But Monster Hunter World was like where the action was fast enough, and the world was open. You didn't have to wait to worry about loading screens ever. And you just, like, the, the monsters really felt alive like they were running around minding their own business and you decided to murder them for no reason uh <laughs> and then take their body parts like it's just that that discovery of like oh shit what monster am i gonna find next is like the best thing in that game and, and me and sean played through this together uh almost entirely and it's it's just great like going through and fighting the monsters together and going through each of the things. You've got Nergagante in your background there. He's still the strong, the craziest monster to me, I think, in that game. Uh, I mean, I have, granted, I have not played any of the extra monsters they've added since then. I know they've only added like three or four. Um, and now they've announced that expansion, which seems super cool. Uh, Frostborn, I think it's called. Um, and that'll probably get me back into the game, honestly. But it, that was, I, I, I said, I almost said that, uh, um that destiny 2 was my best multiplayer experience this year but then i thought of this higher up on my list and i was like nah fucking monster hunter world was the most fun i had with multiplayer this year because like every like all the games on my top three are games where i did not stop playing them until i was done like i didn't like some of the other these games like i'll play some other games in between them and but like these top three 
in Monster Hunter World, it's like every day when I get home, every free moment I've got, I'm playing this shit because I'm having so much goddamn fun with it. And like Monster Hunter World was that for me this year. Like, oh, so good. I it's is it on is it is it on your list? Maybe. <laughs> Maybe. Is it your number three? No. Okay, then you don't have to mention it yet. So if it's if it's both our threes, then we might as well. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, I'll I'll probably interject more when you're talking. But just like I, I use dual blades, by the way, and like just having oh another thing, yeah, just having that like build tree, like that, that's the first for Monster Hunter World. And the other ones you get to see what the very next thing you can build to is. But, like, having that ability to see everything that can be made from that weapon type all at once, uh, it does open up more when you get farther. Um, so you don't technically have all of it, but you can't see any of that stuff anyway because, like, there's no way you're even near those monsters. But, like, just having all that stuff and being like, whoa, like, I have the Nergante dual blades and it's just beating the shit out of things with them is so good and like getting the better monster gear and then like getting the better better monster gear once you get to like the rare versions of them or whatever they're called um oh it's just so good so good good grind good fun game uh yeah that's my number three i give it a nine so my number three was red dead redemption two now when i reviewed this (laughs) <laughs> I I had mentioned that I was not the biggest fan of Red Dead One. Um, can't really remember why, other than I felt like it was a lasso simulator when it first came out. But I loved this game. It's wonky as hell in certain areas. Um, you know, you accidentally run over someone with your horse. All of a sudden, you're wanted with a huge bounty, and you find yourself murdering everybody. Um, but it has such interesting, like, just interesting world, interesting characters, interesting random encounters. Like, the one I mentioned, I think, before, where I'm, I just happen to walk down an alley, and there's some kid in a sailor suit poking his head through the, the crack of the basement. And he's like, help me, mister. And my guy's like, he's like, look, I don't know what kind of fetishes you're into. <laughs> like, and <laughs> you can go into the building and rob it. And when you rob it, you force the guy to take you downstairs. And it turns out that this guy is holding this kid hostage down there because he lost a son. And then you free the kid, whatever. And then the guy will tell you, I don't care. Just take everything you want. And you can go upstairs and you can basically just rob the place blind with no consequence other than to your honor. So, or you can, and who cares about that? <laughs> exactly. So, which actually affects your ending by the way. So, um, or you'll be riding around and you'll see someone on the back of a horse and he'll just be yelling like, you know, help me. They, they captured me and they wanted my brother. And it's funny. I, I rescued, you know, people who had been locked up in the back of wagons before and they've been, they'll give me hints to go places. <laughs> the one time though, the last time this happened, someone was tied up on the back of a horse and he's like, you know, help me. They got the wrong guy. So I just shot him, right? I just shot the people on the back uh, that were hauling him away, untied the guy. And he's like, you're about as dumb as they were. And he started running off. <laughs> I'm like, Oh great. So I lost honor. Cause I shot, 
cops, basically. So I just shot him, and I'm like, oh, well, I guess you're not always right. Yeah. <laughs> but Can't be. It's, it's such a interesting world. The attention to detail is insane, and I know that the the adherence to realism is what turned a lot of people off to it. So I can understand that. Like, I don't want to spend forever picking up a body, looting it, setting it down, doing this, setting it down, opening every drawer. But there are such great moments in this game. Like, you know, the gang always talks about, Oh, we're going to, we're going to retire in Tahiti. And then at one point the game, literally you get shipwrecked on an Island like well here's your island paradise turns out you don't always get what you want right like sometimes the grass is if you try sometimes you you get get what what you need need. right (laughs) so the game throws some some pretty nice curveballs and um it's uh and even the side quests are interesting like there was one where i was helping a guy build an electric chair so he could do a public execution (laughs) right like yeah um now, I want to mention real quick, I don't have this game in my top ten, and I don't have it in my honorable mentions, not because I think it's terrible. I haven't made a decision on it yet. You you heard my preliminary opinions if you've been listening to the podcast, uh, but I just haven't played enough of it. I've just barely gotten past the very first chapter where you like get out of the snow, and I still haven't played it since then because there's just too much shit coming out this time of year. Um at some point, I will come back to it, and maybe it'll be an honorable mention for me next year. <laughs> and I will say this. The game didn't click for me till maybe two hours in, maybe even three. Like, when I first heard Arthur Morgan speak, I was like, oh, great. Look at me. I'm just a cowboy with an accent. Like, I thought he was just going to be a, like a rodeo clown. But once, Cowboy, big man. Pretty, exactly. Big, big man, large, dude. Huge. <laughs> so, but once once I got into the game, once I realized that this guy is actually a character with depth, you know, and you get to see their descent, you get to see the gang slowly fall apart. You get to hear Dutch mm-hmm. for the millionth time go, you know, I have a plan, have faith, <laughs> you know, like, you know, it's, um, it, it's a good story. Like, yeah, go for the story, say, stay for the side quests. Right. So that's, that's my number three. Okay. My number two is Celeste. Boo. The, I'm just kidding. The, the, the platforming game. Uh, I played it on Switch, uh, but it's I think it's on everything now. PC, Xbox, whatever. Um, again, this is a game I got because I was going to be traveling and I wanted something to play. And again, it's one of those games where when I wasn't playing it, I was like, shit i gotta play more celeste like as soon as i had the time i played it and i played the game straight all the way through it's just a fantastic platformer and and it's really hard to find like platformers that feel this good mechanically like it's it's very precise not floaty like it just every death feels like it's probably your fault like you know you could have made it if you were better and you just can keep trying until you are better you know until you're good enough and um, the game has a death counter in every level, so you know how many times you died. And there's a specific note on one of the loading screens that says, don't let your death counter get you down. Every death makes you a little bit better. 
And I'm like, oh, no, I don't feel so bad. Uh, but, like, there's ten chapters, I think, throughout the game. And as soon as I beat the game, I was like, God, I got to have more of this. Because, like, the soundtrack is phenomenal. The, the, the game is really good. The story is interesting. And I wanted to know what was happening, what was going to happen next. Each level has a very specific, like, not, I don't want to say gimmick because that makes it feel cheap, but, like, a specific mechanic to it that's, like, that level central mechanic that makes the game play differently uh, in that way. And it's just, like, so you're always finding something new and some new way to play it uh, that works with the... Because the main mechanic of the game is that when you jump in the air, you can jump off walls, but when you jump in the air, you have a dash you can do. That's fairly instant, and you can dash up, you can dash left, right, you can dash down, and you have one dash. But if you land anywhere, or if you, in some cases, there are like little gems you can break that will give you your dash back. So sometimes you like dash, hit the gem, dash, hit the gem until you get to the wall, and then jump up the <clears throat> jump up the wall. Um, so that's the basic mechanic. It's just that dashing and then regular jumping and platforming. And then there's just that mechanical thing in every level that makes it that little bit better. Uh, and every level has its own soundtrack that kind of like evolves as you get farther. Like a song will start, and that's probably the song you're going to hear the whole level. But like more instruments will add to it, and it'll get more intense throughout the level depending on what you're doing. Uh, and as soon as I beat the game, I I just wanted to keep playing, so I went back and got there's like a special crystal heart thing in every level. And I learned that there's a secret extra chapter you get if you get all 10 of the crystal hearts. So I was like, fuck, I got to get the ones I missed. So I went and got all the crystal hearts. And then I did the 10th chapter and I'm like, I want to keep playing. So then there's also like a cassette tape you can find in each level that gives you what's called a B-side of each level, which is a sh like a, a shorter, like there's not a lot of screens to it, but each screen is really hard and it like pushes those mechanics to like an even crazier level for each level and so then i went and did i, th I think i beat them all because they're very difficult but i went back and did a bunch of those like i was just like really high on this game for a while it was just uh if you haven't played it and you're into platformers in any way like this is the shit this is the shit you need to play for anyone who has xbox this is going to be a, a games with gold game next next month uh, or you know, in I guess this month, when you're when you're listening to this, and and the, <laughs> uh, since this is our uh, since you know starting tomorrow, it'll be a new year. Um, or yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> I was like, when are you listening to this? And I'm like, no, I'm recording it now. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's uh, it's fucking great. And if you have Xbox, get it for free because you probably have Xbox Live and play the shit out of that because it is worth your time and i'm surprised it's going out for free but i'm happy it is so it can get out to more people um otherwise if you don't buy it somewhere and play it <laughs> nice well uh, my number that's that that got a 10 out of 10 for me nice well my number two is monster hunter world <laughs> oh shit really <laughs> so it was my most played game i mean maybe heroes of the storm might have ousted it but it was Probably. my most played game <laughs> on xbox this yeah. year and like ryan said it was one of the best multiplayer experiences i ever had i had never played a monster hunter either like i'd even played the demo because i know playstation 4 had an exclusive demo um for it try playing the demo did not even understand the game 
I was like, I don't get this. I don't get why people like Monster Hunter. Screw this game. Then literally the day it comes out, I think we had just randomly decided via text message to buy it. Like I Yeah, it I owe it to you for it. You were like, I think I'm going to buy this. And I was like, uh, maybe I'll buy it. And then you sent me a text. That, I think it was just a picture of the game in the shrink wrap. And you're like, I bought it. And I was like, well, I'm going to go buy it. And then yeah. we just played it. <laughs> so like, the only other game that I've spent more time on forums, on YouTube videos, on trying to understand the mechanics of a game is World of Warcraft. Like, I, it took forever to basically meticulously figure this game out. Yeah, like, it's, to- it's, it's a very deep system, and it just gets deeper the more you go into the game. And, and this is like a dumbed-down version compared to some of the shit in the other old, older games. And, and even this is like, uh, which abilities do I want? This armor's got this, and this blah... <laughs> Yeah, and trying to figure out like, okay, once you're locked into an animation, you can get hit, but then you can dodge and then you can do, you know, figuring that stuff out. And what the way a friend of mine described this game to me perfectly said, imagine World of Warcraft without all the bullshit, like just the boss fights. I was like, oh, that's kind of cool. And I remember Mm -hmm. the first time, you know, because you fight some little lizard floppy guy first, not really a Mm -hmm. threat more of just trying to test out the weapons, see if you like it. But the first time we fought Anjanath, which was yeah, this giant was that. T-Rex thing, I was like, oh my God. Like it had this level of excitement of like, yeah. you could die at any moment. Like, And the fucking music. Yeah. <laughs> like <laughs> it was this just, and even like you had mentioned, fighting, Nergagante or the boss yeah. I forget which boss it was the ice boss at the basically the final boss of the game well that was that was like specific points in the game I was, I was gonna mention I was trying to let you finish sorry um but like there were these points at the game where it was a very noticeable like difficulty bump where it's like this is it this is to test all your skills that you've been building are you good enough to keep playing this game if not you better fucking figure your shit out because you ain't going further until you beat it it's like anjanath was the first one and then uh jeez i can't remember the name of it but that big one with the horns that digs in the ground oh diablos yeah diablos is a fucking asshole the first time i fought him i was like he does so much goddamn damage how am i gonna beat him and like I just kept at it until I got him. Like, like those are the things, like the best parts where like you beat him and you're like, I'm the man. I killed you. Motherfucker. I'm going to carve your ass. Yeah. And, um, you know, cause I played, um, mostly bows. Like I played bows and I played charge blade and mm-hmm. just that, just that, that feeling of when you like wind it up and it's just like, go, 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 go. Like <laughs> when it hits <laughs> or when you, when you break off a piece, like it's like you cut the tail. Oh off yeah. It's like, yeah. And or you see him start to limp, and you're like, they're running away, and like, now I'm not gonna play. get away now, bitch. <laughs> like, <laughs> I hope they come out with a Monster Hunter World too. Like, yeah, because well, the expansion doesn't even come out till like I think they said like late next year, and they're not gonna come out with a new one while there's still an expansion in the works. So I'm just like, ugh, I need oh, more. I and see, that's the thing. I didn't realize it was an expansion. I thought it was just like one monster at a time. No, well, they they announced like a full legit expansion called Iceborne. Oh, is it a purchasable one or is it just like, like free I don't, content? They didn't say because the trailer is like very basic. It's just like a CGI thing, and it was just like Iceborne coming, blah blah blah. I think it was like fall 2019, and I was like, that's so long. And, <laughs> and 
I don't, if you've never played, and like I said, people used to describe Monster Hunter like this to me, and I used to look at them like, you think it's fun to just grind over and over again to get parts? I don't, I, and I looked at them like they had two heads. I thought it was the stupidest thing. But like when you're playing this playing game. Monster Hunter World and you're grinding to get parts. Exactly. <laughs> you don't understand the thrill. Like when I would play bow, the bow has this one animation where you drag your arrow along the ground and you see it's a charged arrow shot and then you draw back and it holds for a few seconds before finally firing. Now the stress of doing that ability like the risk reward of firing that off while a while giant, this giant thing is charging <laughs> exactly <laughs> is coming right at you. You have to be able to fire that. Now here's the thing. There's combos built into the game that they don't explain to you. This is why you have to spend forever on forums that if you're yeah. able to dodge a certain way out of, out of the way, like with a certain button combination, you automatically go into another charge shot. So you can, yeah. and uh, see, well, and like with the, with the dual blades, there was that, there's that thing where if you dodge off of like a slope, your guy will slide down it. And if you hit the attack button, he'll jump into the air. And if you land on a monster, he'll like roll down their yeah. back, like a pinwheel fashion, smashing them and doing tons of damage. Like I loved looking for slopes to like pull that off on monsters. And whenever I did it, I just felt super badass. And see, these are just the weapons, like the gear. Like, let's say I farm a monster and he gives me monster parts. Well, I don't know if that gear is going to be efficient for a bow or for dual blades or for a heavy sword, right? So you mm -hmm. have to get the correct parts for the correct. And that's the thing. When you carve a, carve a monster after you, just, after you kill it, like you don't even know if you're going to get the parts you want. So then you have to go back and kill it again. And again, mm -hmm. to get the parts you want to make the gear or weapon you want. So that's where some of the stress comes in. Or you can make like, what was it? The, the, oh, and we had the, remember that Beetlejuice guy that would come in. So there was this monster that once we got to a certain high rank, would just come mm -hmm. in and bomb us while we were in the, oh, middle, that of, asshole. Yeah, we're in the middle of fighting other monsters. <laughs> and so we would have to have, basically they were poop shots. They were called dung shots. So you shoot them with these things and he would go away. But if you didn't have and then any, he would come back, <laughs> <laughs> you'd fight for a little bit. And then suddenly he'd fly back in. You'd be like, God damn it. <laughs> oh, it's just like the combat is so good while the monsters are so consistently fun and interesting to fight, even if you've done it a ton of times before, that like you don't mind the grinding for parts so much when you know you always feel like I always feel like I'm on edge, like I'm always in danger. I never feel like I'm just like I'm just going through the paces to kill this guy. Because like Ryan, for example, he would play dual blades. He'd be a pure DPS. Where if I were playing bow, I could have utility. <laughs> in like i could carry sleep arrows or stun mm -hmm. arrows and so like if a monster was like so for example here's an example of what we would do i could shoot him a bunch of times with some sleep arrows put him to sleep take out some bombs put a bunch <laughs> of bombs in front of his face and then shoot him with a charge arrow and almost either instantly kill him at not instantly but take about half his health right there and then piss him off so there's a lot of things you could do in this game. And I feel like after 150 hours, we still barely scratched the surface of things you could do in that game. Mm -hmm. 
So, but anyway, that's my number two. Like, I feel like we could talk the whole time about this game, but that's yeah, that's my number two. Move on, yeah. And I have a feeling I know what your number one is, but I won't spoil it. Do you? My number one. Da 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 da. It's God of War for the PS4. I know. So, I know I've said this with both the other games, but like from the start, this game. I started this on like a Friday evening after I got off work. And I played it straight the whole weekend. Like, I did not do a single fucking useful thing that weekend. I just played God of War. And then that whole following week, I continued to play God of War. (laughs) And then I beat God of War. And then I kept playing God of War because I wanted to keep playing it. And so I found things to do. I went to all of the realms that and did all of the side stuff and i fought all the valkyries and i beat the last valkyrie and then i was still like i want to play more god of war (laughs) but at the time new game plus wasn't out and i was renting it through gamefly so i sent it back now i had more recently purchased it because i wanted to own it i bought it on black friday when it was on sale because i'm like i you know it's worth it to own uh so i think i'm probably going to go and replay the whole game on new game plus because it's just that good like, it's all right. I don't usually do that with single player experiences, but like, it's it's just fucking phenomenal. It's really good. It's uh, like the combat feels good constantly. I I'm always having fun with it. I like having the different runes to put in. I love having the arm system and like playing to my strengths, like picking you know the abilities that I like to power up, and I love having when you fucking like you said when you get the blades of chaos i was like there's another weapon i was like and at first i didn't use it at all i just stuck to the axe but eventually i got to the point where i'm like blades of chaos are way better like i and now i barely ever use the axe and i'm all about the blades pretty much constantly uh and just like it's just it just feels so good and the story all the beats are are awesome and like i love how much side content there is i like the way it unfolds as you go throughout the game i love having the stories that they tell you while you're on the boat so you're not just sitting there like that helps to deepen the relationship with like atreus and and kratos and once you get that head you know part way through the game that guy's Mimir. fucking yeah mamir is awesome i love having him in the game his little quips are great i think the the one of the most powerful moments in the game for me was when you're in uh was it niflheim the elf world yeah or and elfheim yeah duh no no no, elfheim wasn't it because they're like wouldn't elfheim be and they're like no or something who cares fucking worlds uh so you're in the one where the elves are and you go into that big beam of light and you leave atreus yeah and then he pulls you out and He's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I've only been gone for a second. He's like, no, you've been gone for a long time. And he looks around and there's just fucking piles of dead elves everywhere. And you're just like, like, I'm getting chills right now thinking of the moment. Because it was just like, I was like, holy shit. Like, to have put his son through that bullshit. And then he just, like, fucking still doesn't say sorry. Like, he sort of does, but it's, like, begrudging. And I'm like, fucking Kratos, don't be such a dick. Like, boy. Yeah, like, ah, just, it's all their their relationship. I'm like, I, I could not be more excited for, for a sequel of a thing. It's like, I, well, yeah, of course, because they, they, had, they didn't use a single good god. 
They use exactly because they're leaving it open for more games, which Baldur I am totally is the okay only with. Relatively somewhat known god, and like yeah. what Thor's kids. Thor makes a cameo in a post-credit scene, but like, yeah. I mean, I, I was totally fine with the way that they handled it. I wasn't mad that I didn't get to see any more gods. Like, obviously, there's a lot of stuff in the other realms that you don't get to experience that you'll have to see. Because, I mean, you think about the scope of what you actually explored, and it's like nothing. I know. In comparison to what you it, could... Exactly. They did exactly what they did with God of War 1, 2, and 3, where they were like, oh, hey, you know the gods you actually know? Like, yeah. or Loki, Odin. Odin... Odin is going to be the Zeus. He's going to be the final yeah. boss of the fifth game. When... But I don't even care. I'm so okay with it. Like, it's just, I had so much fun with it. I think probably the only other, like, very story-heavy game like this that I am more excited for is maybe Last of Us Part Two. Not Cyberpunk? It, it's a different type of game. It's very story-heavy, though. I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm talking sequels. Oh, sequels. Yeah, Last of Us Part 2 looks yeah. shit. So, I mean, it's just... I couldn't... I can't recommend it more. <laughs> it's my number one. 10 out of 10. Well, The only other thing that got 10 out of 10 for me was Celeste. It's just... It's fantastic. And, like, there's always something to do. And then even when you run out of things to do, you want to keep doing them. <laughs> you the only thing... Do- I mean, God of War's great. But the only game I would say is better is my number one, which is Spider-Man PS4. So here's why. I thought God of War was great. Storyline was interesting. Had a couple offhanded moments like, by the way, I'm Loki. Oh, you are? Cool. (laughs) All right, let's go. We're done with your mom's ashes over here. We're Spider-Man PS4. As you stated, you watched Doc Ock's descent right you say okay so we're gonna i'm just gonna spoil it i don't care because this is this is why i love the game so yeah we set up martin lee as a bad guy right we are we're already we don't get the great power great responsibility we already start with spider-man he's been there for a while you take down kingpin end of act one we got a freaking suicide bomber with martin lee right yeah we go into act two like oh martin lee's big bad just kidding it's doc ock right we got the sinister six like set up the battles what the the escalation like from act two to act three i was like whoa like there is is so much more at stake now all of a sudden like so much more danger in the city than there was because you know you've gotten so used to fighting those fucking stupid demons negative yeah the demons guys and i got tired of them saying oh more demons and i was like yeah whatever uh and then they're just like now there's fucking like six villains and they're all over and i was like oh <laughs> and what i loved was that every fight was different right like was it vulture and scorpion right like no uh, vulture vulture, and- it was vulture and uh electro thank you vulture and electro you never touch the ground in that fight, right? Nope. You're just swinging. You're in the air, throwing missiles, like, and then versus, like, the rhino, and thank you, rhino and scorpion fight, right? Yes. Where it's like, yeah. 
I got to get, I got to, but the fact that you're taking care of two villains at the same time in these, right. I did not expect them to do that. And and it makes sense that like they wouldn't fight well together because they're not used to working together. Like they are insane and have their own agenda. So like they're not thinking to work together. Like that's always the thing with villains, right? Like they were actually smart enough to work together competently. They would always win, but they can't. Yeah. And the thing is too, like if you do this, the, all the side content, right? Like not, and I don't mean all the side content, like the stuff out in the world. I mean like Mm -hmm. when you're actually in the lab, right? Oh yeah. I did all that shit. Like you basically help create doc, doc, Dr. Octopus. Yeah. And so it, um, when you get to basically the final boss, which is doc Ock, right Mm -hmm. that whole fight is just like i said it's just a tragedy and that coupled with the fact that peter has to choose to save his aunt or save everyone Mm -hmm. like i oh yeah that moment i was like oh and then like she died and i was just like Oh my God. Like my heart hurt. This, I cried. I'm not going to lie. I cried at this game and like, because every, I love, I love when things subvert expectations in a good way. Meaning so close. Like he's literally holding it in his hand. Yeah. Put it in and you're like, Oh, don't do it, Peter, but do it, Peter. (laughs) Exactly. And the fact that, because you expected everything to be okay. Like every, you know, in happy endings, you're like, Oh, he's going to save the day, but he couldn't, he couldn't save the person closest to him. You're so used to seeing uncle Ben die. And then Aunt May dies. And you're like, what? Aunt May? (laughs) No. Yeah. And I admit, I, I really liked the, um, Yuri. Like I love the whole, I'm spider cop. (laughs) Yeah. So, but anyway, this game for me was the best story, music, just everything swinging through the city to yeah. basically like an Avengers theme. And the combat was great. Like I did more of the gadget tree. I know. I think you said you did more of the combat tree. Um, the, when I unlocked the Spider-Man 2099 suit, I put that on. I'm like, dude, I love Spider-Man 2099. And, <laughs> I used the classic suit the whole game. <laughs> Just it was this for me was something I've always wanted. Now I haven't played any of the DLC yet. Um, so we'll see how that goes. But I would be surprised if they did not make a sequel to this also. Oh, they have to. It's doing way too well. Yeah. Sony, they I probably- mean, go ahead. They probably just barely got beat out for game of the year at the game awards. Yeah. And looking over my list, I mean the rightful game got it, but still. (laughs) Yeah. And looking over my list, I have what three Sony exclusives, Detroit, God of war and Spider-Man. So Sony's have, has a pretty good year. Yeah. I mean, for sure that my opinion counts for anything, but, um, except everything. (laughs) (laughs) So, but anyway, I'm. That is my top ten, and you you mentioned Smash. Smash was on my honorable mentions. The only other yeah. one on my honorable mention was Mario Party for the Switch. 
I had a mm-hmm. ton of fun playing that with my family, and yeah. the only thing holding that back is the fact that you can't skip animate certain animations. But yeah, I had a couple on my honorable mentions. I'm just going to mention them in the scores I gave them real quick because this is obviously dragged on very very long, <laughs> and <laughs> I'm tired. Uh, and you know we did our top ten and our 2017 mentions. So I also had Hollow Knight on there. I played that this year. That was great. I gave it an eight. Warrior Wear Gold I played this year was super good. I gave it a six. Uh, Monster Hunter Generations Ultimate was really good, and I played it. I gave it a seven because uh, I liked World better, obviously, like I said. And I gave Prey Moon Crash an honorable mention because I played Prey last year, but the DLC came out this year, and I played it. And I love Prey so much, and I liked the DLC so much that I figured it still uh, still Prey's was a worth game. a mention. I gave it a nine. Nice. So that tells you how much I liked it. So, well, if you made it this what far, a show. Yeah. Right. Happy New Year <laughs> to everybody. Uh, if yeah, you're listening to this to ring in the New Year, I'm sorry. Hope uh, you had a good holiday season. Yeah, and yeah, this is this is the last official show of 2018. Mm-hmm. Can't wait hope, to usher in a new era. Hope to see you all around. Right. Yeah, hope you all stick around. Yeah. Uh, as always, definitely, I mean, fucking send us what you think your top tens are. If you think our list is the dumbest thing ever, send, tell us what you think is good. Uh, you can email us at thesilvertryhards at gmail.com. You can comment on the YouTube videos if you're watching there. Uh, I mean, we'd love to hear from people. I mean, uh, I, I see that you're all out there listening or watching, but give me some feedback. I want to hear from you. <laughs> I love so you guys. so lonely here. I'm just in my little UI box. Sean's <laughs> over there, but I can't touch him. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, well, again, this has been Sean and Ryan for the Silver Tryhards. And again, we look forward to uh, hopefully continuing this all next year. And ho- hopefully this will be an annual thing. So Signing off a great year for games, 2018. Awesome. Yes. Happy New Year, everybody. <laughs>